For much of written history, world events followed charted routes. Oracles and seers mapped out the future in the stars above, and their prophecies always gave a reliable view of the ages to come. Until a god died a century ago. No one saw that coming, and now the old prophecies are failing. Oracles go mad and seers desperately try to account for the loss of the future. While some cry out that the world is at an end, they've been doing so for a hundred years now, and the world is still here. It's just unclear where things are going. The future of Galarian is open, ready to receive the triumphs and failures of a new generation of heroes. Welcome to Rise of the Rune Lords. When we left off last session, you guys had successfully defeated an ancient white dragon at some cost. That's one way to put. Yeah, we dug some pocket change out of the cushions for it. I believe we cut the session as soon as you fell the beast. Uh, I don't remember if you had done a little bit of healing up after that or not. We did, yeah. Okay. We did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only remember being extracted yeah, did, from probably. underneath the dragon. Well, how much did I get healed for? I'll just scroll up. You'll see the tapping. I the scroll taps. up and I see Crush. And that's when it landed on me after it died. Yes. Bunch of wand tapping going on. I don't see it. Did any of that include Barmy? Furtive is just showing the abilities of the dragon. You have to scroll up further. Or to the point, how much HP are you missing? A hundred. And two. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you add the ones that I <laughs> used on you there? It says Fenwarren pokes the Chihuahua. What? Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> That's you. That's oh, the right? HP you get yeah. back. <laughs> okay, so plus 33 from what I see. No, the 23 as well. Underneath. I see a tip of padding ahead of Chihuahua. Okay. I don't see yeah. anything after that. Okay. Weird. The oh, there's hell? the poke. Really <laughs> high up there. Okay. So, 66 hit points. Yep. Okay. So this is why I brought it up, just to make sure we were all on the same page with where we should be, hit points, and I also told you to go ahead and level up. And I believe all of you have done that. So everyone should be level 14 now, correct? Yes. I. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So... Leveling up is an out-of-character thing, fully, as far as, you know, it happens in-game and whatnot. However you want to play that out. We've never really had a consistent way of doing it. Sometimes you guys have done some downtime stuff on your leveling up to justify having new abilities or learning new spells and whatnot. It's been rare that we've had a in like a mid-session type level up like this where it's been right at the end of a thing, cut, and then jump right back into the scene at that moment, but you have leveled, so. I don't know about y'all, but I just did a DBZ level up. I screamed real loud for a minute. <laughs> okay. And now, now I can get a level. 
I did the Vegeta level up. Rage druids where can do that. I yep. got beat up and I got stronger. So <laughs> my and leveling actually too. applied to like everything I did last episode. So like I have improved grapple. I have skill ranks and climb. <laughs> cool. Barmy learned from his mistakes. Not how to not make them, but how to do them better. Yes. <laughs> I don't want a mistake. I want a hit take. He says proudly. Uh, beaming with pride. <laughs> da -da -da -da. So, I think we last left off on the southernmost statue. Going counterclockwise. Yes. I assume if we repeat the process with each statue, we can just get all the keys. Between all of us, I assume we have cantrips of all the different schools, since I can cover, like, most of them myself or do we actually want to play that out does a cantrip exist for all of the schools I'm trying to think I, I want to say there's one missing cantrip wise one school isn't represented in a cantrip but I could be wrong we'll find out but while they're checking their spell books and I could be thinking of divination which doesn't exist in this circle anyway divination has read magic so Oh, yeah, which most people don't learn or prep. Ever. Because <laughs> wizards just kind of, like, get it for free and only use it when they need to read a scroll or something. Yeah. You resent that remark. It's very rare for a group to have read magic prepped. At least that Hi. I've encountered. Hi. Of course, Marcus. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you you guys are saying you just want to hand wave, mark off. In the interest of speed, I can definitely do conjuration, divination, evocation, transmutation. There is an enchantment one, but I don't have it memorized because it's dazed, which is useless at this level. Is there one for necromancy? Pick a heal spell? No, okay. Healing is uh, conjuration. There is necromancy bleed. I have one for necromancy. Okay, you you do. Mm -hmm. Does anyone have an enchantment one? Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll need to spend a. Does anyone have an enchantment spell prepped? Let me check. I'm looking now. Do we have an enchantment scroll? If not, I can do a thing, but it, it messes up my spell. I do. Ooh. Yeah, I actually would too. Is it sufficiently low level that you don't mind spending it to get a key? Yeah, it's level two. I don't care. I would have a zero level because I don't really change mine around. Go for it. Even though it's pretty useless at this level, but... Days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you actually got days memorized, that works. Yeah. Yeah, there's no level zeros that really... And I can prep so many of them that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you do have sufficient magics and zero levels where keeping track of what spells you cast on which statue doesn't matter. So, yeah, we can easily hand wave that after recovering from the fight, healing up, uh, and whatnot, you can quickly go around dividing up the work and get the keys pretty quickly. So this ancient white dragon on the ground... Does it have horns? Mm. 
It does, but it's currently missing its head. I believe walks decapitated it for a trophy. Yes. Yeah. I just wonder if it has horns, but at minimum, I want to take one of its teeth. Just because. It's like a sword for me. <laughs> I'll still break you off a tooth, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, break me off a piece of that uh, Kit Kat dragon. That's all for me. So I'm assuming there's a noise each time we produce a key. Yes. That shrill thrill or however it was described before and uh, slight vibration in the ground. It is also ironic that my monk level two that I picked up this is a scaled fist. So I leveled it fighting a dragon. It's kind of a thing. It's really funny. Okay. The massive stairway heading up to the cave entrance looks like it must have been built by giants and taken years, if not decades, to complete. It's chiseled out of the side of the mountain. A 20-foot-wide and 30-foot-tall stone arch frames the first steps, while the final steps lead directly up to a carving of an ancient face, its open mouth, the cave entrance. The familiar seven-pointed star is etched deeply into its surface, prominently positioned at the highest section of the arch. Bones lie, now that you're getting a closer look at it, covered in ice and snow, heaped along the visible areas of the stairway as you climb the stairs. Each step is approximately a foot and a half high and three feet deep, with an average width of 20 feet. It does vary, depending on the terrain that it was carved out of, but not by much. It winds back and forth, rising up 200 feet to the entrance of the cavern above. Frozen debris litter the steps, ancient bones and random equipment of passers-by, brittle from ages of frost and chill wind. And I will put you on the new map as you reach the top of the stairs. As we get towards the place where the keyholes look like you're supposed to go, I'm actually going to look around for traps. Well, you're not at that place yet. Oh. Well, that's the main thing I'm constantly doing right now is looking for traps. There, I'll just put that there. Does this look like natural stone work, or is this uh, worked stone? It's very much worked stone. Thessalonian style? Yes. Does it also have their... Typical reinforcements on it. Yes. Well, the architecture suggests this is the right place at least. As you near the top of the steps, you see two 12-foot-tall statues flanking the large tunnel. Each holds a hand upraised as if to ward away intruders, clutching a heavy sword with the other. I'd imagine there wouldn't be too many places like this. Certainly not still surviving, at least. You never know, but yeah, probably not. What do you make of the stonework, Marcus? Thessalonian style. Looks to have the same sorts of enchantments, so at the very least, we're moving in the right direction. From appearances, at least. Did we pass the dragon sword on the way up here? No. Just frozen bones and the stairway. What does it look like? Like an ordinary sword? No, no, he's a horde. 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 
Okay. Yes. Typically a mountain of coins and other valuables. I thought you said sword. My bad. Is this the door or is this just an opening? It's the entrance to the cave. So it's a big opening, but in front of it is these two statues with their arms outstretched as if telling you to stop, turn away, mm-hmm. don't pass while holding these giant swords. Uh, 12 foot tall carved statues, it looks like. Well, time to look for keyholes, I guess. What seemed the yeah. next best idea? I'll have to go up and start looking at one of the statues. Let's pay a uh, particular attention to these hands. I'm kind of curious who these are statues of. They don't appear to be statues of anyone. Maybe they're of particular giants from the ancient days, but... Well, it could just be generic guardian form. Right. Okay, so not appearing to be a rune lord or anyone in particular. No. If they were of some effigy, there's no way to know it now. Mm-hmm. Not someone famous enough that records might have survived to them, basically. Yeah, definitely not. And their features weathered over time and whatnot. It would be near impossible to tell now anyway. There's nothing unique enough about either of these statues to give them personality. Does a 35 perception give me any more detail? Give me knowledge arcana. Not for me. You don't have knowledge arcana? Nope. Oh, interesting. You see some glyphs carved into the statue. I'm trying to read them, they don't make any sense. It definitely has something to do with magic. 35 Arcana? Looking at these statues, you can tell that they have the symbols of spiritual binding on them. Working out what this all means and whatnot, you identify that these statues have earth elemental spirits tied to them. And you surmise that if you try to cross this threshold, they might come alive, so to speak. Right, 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 right. There might be a way past these. These things are obviously guarding the entrance, but people, scholars, and others came to the Rune Forge. They would have had to carry or identify themselves in some way, and we all know the prevalent symbol that every servant of Thessalonia seems to have carried, don't we? Mm-hmm. The necklaces. The symbol itself, but yes. I mean, it's... No guarantees, but... Some of us were to wear it. It seems the most likely, yeah. We have a couple. Who wants to? I suppose I can try it. She'll rummage through her pouches. I'm sure we've picked up enough of these things that she has one in there somewhere. Yep. Yeah. She'll put it around her neck. Are you the only one who's going to wear this, or are you trying to pass out one to everyone? I think you've acquired enough for everyone. Do we? I mean, we've been finding these things all throughout. 
You've got at least four. I'm not sure about a total of six, but you do have a number of them. So, hand out as many as she has. Ox will kind of wave you on, like try someone else kind of thing. So he's not taking one right now? Not right now. Okay. Well, it would probably be best if just one of us tests the theory first in case anything is to happen. Barmy? What? You want to try putting one of these on and walking through? Do you want me to put it on and walk through, or do you want me to just walk through? Put it on and walk through. I feel like it would be best if Barmy would be near one of them in case they start to move. He'd be best to try and do something to at least delay it. He tends to have the quicker reaction times. I mean, if these things are going to come alive, then well, yeah, that's the thing. I want them looking at me. (laughs) I don't want them looking at y'all. Yes. I'm actually going to make an engineering check to see if they look like it would have to be magic or if there's some kind of mechanical. Never mind. I mean, carved with glowing runes. Yeah, I kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Those wouldn't count as a trap, would they? No. Okay. Well, if it's just going to go after whoever goes through first, I might as well. If it doesn't react to me going through, then I'll take it off and just wait by the golem things, probably, in case. All right, I'll put it on. I'll try and walk through. Okay. You walk through the archway into the tunnel. Well, I don't know if the amulet did it, but I'm here. Rana also wearing one will follow suit. Toss me one. She'll do so. Walks won't put it around his neck, but he'll hold it out in his hand and cross the threshold. Nothing seems to happen as you put your hand across the threshold. Could you toss me one as well? Here you go. I think Marcus will replicate what Walks did and just hold it out as he steps forward. Could anyone of you throw one of yours to me? Absolutely. A tap walks through. I don't like the feel around right my neck anyways. Yeah, Finn will do the same. Put it on around his neck and walk past. Alright. So you've all crossed the threshold now? Yes. See where this goes. Yes. Oh, it's getting kind of narrow. I'll wait for everybody to catch up. <laughs> how much of this is still, like, worked stone, and how much is cave? Hard to tell. Over the years, maybe this was worked stone at some point. Maybe it was always just cave. Also, with such a large dragon squeezing through here mm. over yeah. the decades, millennia, whatever thousands of years hundreds of years at least that hasn't helped the wall's appearance any if it had been worked mm-hmm. makes sense you've heard of what does this seem to be another carved statue similar to the ones outside only these ones are gripping a sword that's straight down staring at each other do I see the same runes no. 
Walking on by. Lux. Sir. You've been going down a slope. It hasn't been icy slippery enough to warrant you really needing to make any checks or whatnot yet, but as you get to this spot, you see that the slope ends here at the edge of a gaping chasm of darkness. Huge icicles hang from the ceiling and coils of mist rise from below. What was your uh, perception check back at the statues? Sorry. 35. Among this mist, is there like a clearly defined floor or is it obscured? It is obscured. You just see mist rising from the darkness. Back of the statues, you realize something didn't look right. Give me a will save. I clench my butt cheeks. That's the will save. <laughs> Ockering! All right. <laughs> you realize that on the, the west side of the tunnel, behind one of the statues was a permanent image to make it look like the wall was there. But something about how the, the rime and frost and whatnot was against that wall. Now that you're thinking back to it, something wasn't right. And that's what helped you figure it out. There, there's a permanent image there of a wall that isn't real. Hey, the wall was an illusion. What? Really? Yep. You think we should go that way instead of this? And we're here. Might as well see what's what. I will step out onto the misty floor. Uh, and I'll there is no floor. You are at a ledge. Oh. Right right here. Okay. That's why I said like you're looking down into darkness that has mist rising out of it. Well, I have carrying wind active, so I'll just float out. Well, that's cute and all, but let me know how it goes. As you float out, you now see that there is what looks to be some sort of icy path that leads around and curves around the outside of the tunnel that you're floating over that could provide a safer way down than jumping into the darkness. You guys, there's a path that winds around that you might be able to use. I, however, will slowly descend. If that's going down, that's probably going in. Do we want to check the other route first, maybe? I mean, it can't hurt. Walks, I have put you down on the next map that you have descended down into while everyone else decides how to follow you. Okay. Well, how far down is it? Is there a ground? Do I lose sight of them at any point? Yes. The descent is 300 feet deep. Oh, damn. As you float down here. Walks. The walls of this cavern glitter and sparkle with sheets of ice. Seven 20-foot-tall pillars, their sides encrusted with ice and engraved with ancient glyphs and runes, surround an eighth pillar twice that size. Tunnels exit the central cavern, winding deeper into the mountain. Yet, perhaps the most notable feature is the sparkling mound of coins, works of art, gemstones, jewelry, weapons, armor, and other things piling up 
that form a pile that occupies the northwestern section of this cavern. Ox is doing a uh, an internal fist bump and thinks to himself, found it. Found the horde. I will join him and make sure nothing happens. Or I will activate flight and descend. Yeah, Fen will cast fly on himself. Also, Marcus, there are seven statues down here. Right, coming. And Marcus will just step off and fly down. You'll let us know if we actually have to come down. Because me and Tempo are just standing here. Marana, Marcus, and Finn were flying down? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, Barmy and Tempo staying at the top, everyone else going down. I will. I'm not going to walk down there unless I need me to. <laughs> and if it becomes an emergency, I'll just jump. Obviously, a tempo won't, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ping shift everyone down just so, because we've got the majority down there now. And the other two are waiting up top. Realizing that not everyone can fly, I'll go back up and offer to be an elevator. Oh, hello. <laughs> Need a hand? Now we'll go. Uh, now it's a much easier trip. Not risking falling off the icy ledge. Yep. Climb on. Walks holds out a hand. <laughs> Rides with birds. <laughs> Be sure to tip your doorman. Tap is going too? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So now everyone's down in this cavern. Uh, you see the glittering pile of treasure also somewhat frosted over here at the northeast end of the cave. These seven pillars, the eighth in the middle, and you can make out what appears to be exits that go in and under the mountain in all different directions. These tunnels are large and numerous. I'll do a walkabout, kind of just looking down them, but I won't actually go anywhere. They wind off in all sorts of different directions. If you're not following them too far, you don't really gain too much information about anything. Everyone has descended down into this chasm, and there are all of these spires covered in ice. There's seven on the outside, and then one very big one in the center of them. And then there's a bunch of little cavern exits all around these things. And there's also a big pile of treasure. Oh, I thought it was matcha tea. A what? Really? Matcha tea? <laughs> I love matcha. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dragon poop? Do we dare to touch that hoard, or yeah. if we touch it, will something curse-like start to happen? Well, no, till we touch it. I'm not doing it first. We've taken horns before. It should be fine. Detect magic. Yeah. Is there anything magical about the hood itself? You'd have to ask. Oh, there is. There's quite a bit. Okay. Does it look like there are individual enchanted items, or does it look like there is an enchantment? You are seeing several items buried under this pile of frozen coin poking out here and there. 
This massive pile of treasure consists of 39,500 copper. <laughs> 9,410 silver. 3,500 gold. And 250 platinum. Somebody writing this down. Yep. Yes. Mixed in with the coins are tapestries, small items of furniture made of precious woods, delicate pieces of jewelry, and fine works of art. Silverware, candelabras. You find six ever-burning torches and several decorative boxes, spilling pieces of jewelry worth an additional combined total of all that stuff, 16,000 gold. Is that including the ever-burning torches? Yes. Yeah, the, the tapestries, works of art, candelabra, silverware, etc. Like all that miscellaneous jewelry combined is worth 16,000 gold. Okay. Buried in the coins also is a quiver of 14 masterwork arrows and two greater dragon-slaying arrows in this quiver. There is a belt of giant strength plus four. There is a teak box holding a felt cushion with six round depressions, each containing a thunderstone, an ivory set of lesser bracers of archery, a plus three dark wood buckler carved with the symbol of Kionin on its face. Kionin is the elvish country. Yeah. A chime of opening with five charges remaining. A cloak of resistance plus three. A flame tongue, which is a fire longsword. Mm -hmm. uh, a masterwork suit of full plate decorated with onyx ravens perched on the shoulders. Each raven is valued at a roughly 200 gold if they were to be removed from the suit. A suit of plus three half plate with a wolf motif. Six vials of frozen holy water. A pearl of power, first level spell slots. 17 potions of cure light wounds. Six potions of cure moderate wounds. Three potions of cure serious wounds. Two potions of resist energy cold for 20 points. Two small plus one mithril shirts. A scroll of globe of invulnerability. A scroll of heal. A scroll of remove blindness deafness. A wand of bear's endurance holding 38 charges. A wand of cure light wounds containing 46 charges and a wand of magic missile caster level 5th holding 8 charges and finally a plus 1 adamantian warhammer damn okay well the ones in the scrolls sound pertinent right now to keep with us we can come back for the rest later I imagine yeah, there's probably almost a ton worth of coinage here. I mean, we have 
extra plenty of storage, but this would take most of that. Yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere. Charm of openings? No. Charm of openings potentially useful as well. If we had anyone that, that fought with a sword, a flame tongue maybe, but we don't. I mean, I can. I just don't prefer it. Yeah, it's 1,053 pounds for the coins. How many pounds? 1,053. It's more than a ton's worth of coins, yes. Okay, so... Take the potions, the wands, and the scrolls. And come back for the rest. Is there any objection to... Me grabbing up the scroll of heal? No. 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 Does anyone need that cloak of resistance? Do you not already have better than that? I have that, but I, I was thinking of the rest of the party. If they need it. Oh. No. I have a plus five, so I'm good. I have actually have a plus three right now as well, so I'm good. Yeah, I'm assuming most of us have at least a plus three cloak of resistance. You never know with Barmy, so... Oh, mine's a ring, but yes. Okay. I apparently have a two. Okay. Well, then. Not anymore. I thought I had a three, but... Well, you got it now. There you go. And now you have to fix your character sheet. <laughs> we can sell you a two. Instead. We were just upgrading Marana's cloak. No, I figured you guys were going to switch out some equipment and whatnot real fast, so... But the real question is, is it the right color? Does Frozen count as a color? Maybe for Marana. Just let it go, man. <laughs> Barmy, let it go. Wow, shut up. Nope. I know you love that song. Ugh. Okay, so... If nobody else wants any, wants any of these in particular, I can stick all the potions in a... Extra plenty of storage. I mean, if you want, I can hold the flame tongue sword. I just, it's not my preference to use it. If you would use it, take it. If not, leave it here and we'll get it on the way out. At one point, Walk is holding up the plus one adamantine warhammer and comparing it to the Earthbreaker. <laughs> he can't part with the Earthbreaker, but he's looking at it like, damn, that's sexy. <laughs> Walk, if you think you might find a use for it, at the word might, he puts it in his handy haversack. That's basically my thought with the flame tongue is I can't do flame damage, but if something needs to be burnt, that's what it's for. And I can, we can just sell it later. Now, but. with your size, this long sword is essentially a great sword for you. It won't resize from magic? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> that I can't use. <laughs> never mind. We a bit bigger than I thought. Mine, however, does... Because of different magic. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, here's an idea. I don't need it. I don't care. <laughs> I could use another pearl of power, but it's level one, so. Uh. What does that even do? Recovers the spell slot. We've done it. I want to highlight this point where the party has, you know, gotten to the point where we're turning our noses up at free first level spells. Yeah, I was just laughing to myself about that. Like, oh, another level one spell. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> throw it away. 
slip. Okay. Like that like, in the garbage disposal. Get the fuck out of here. Does it just recover? What is this? Peasantry. <laughs> does it just recover the level one spell, or do you just gain one? It recovers a level one spell slot that you've already spent. So I have to use it on clerics. But just as point of reference... Does Atepa have spell slots now? Because I know if a ranger has them, they're like very small amounts. Ooh, yeah, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yes, Atepa would benefit from it. But yeah. So I'm at like 14 level one spell slots before I even use my own pearl of power. So... <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I'm not suffering for level one spell slots. But yeah, a tepper, that would be very, very useful for you because it will let you recover a gravity bow or something like that and cast it again. I would like to take it, if you don't mind. You have a use for it. Go for it. Nobody else uses a bow. You already have decent braces. Nobody really uses a buckler. So there's no chance that's an upgrade. I do technically have one. Oh, it doesn't interfere with your... No. That was why I had taken it. Hmm? Do you have a use for it? I mean... It's AC bonus when I'm not casting. Okay. Take it. What was it? Plus, plus three. three Darkwood Buckler. So it's a plus four shield bonus. I think Darkwood just makes it lighter, but I don't remember exactly. The only stipulation with it is uh, cast with somatic components using your shield arm, but you lose the armor class bonus until your next turn. Yeah. If you have a free hand in your other hand, you can use that instead. Yep. Okay. Scroll of Globe of Invulnerability. Excuse me, what did you say it was called? Globe of Invulnerability. It's not as useful as it sounds not even on the druid spell list might be useful for uh, Fen oh it's the full globe of invulnerability so fourth level and lower so it does make you invulnerable to like fireball and whatnot Mm -hmm. or whatever the hell else happens okay does anyone want to be a potion mule I have extra plenty of storage. I'll stick him in there. Okay. Fen, are you taking the scroll of Globe of Invulnerability? Yep, I'll take it. Okay. Remove blindness, deafness. It's not a thing I routinely prepare, so but I can cast it off the scroll. So, no one else? Nay. Okay, I'll add it to that. Uh, wands, uh, I'm assuming Fen wants the magic missile wand. Why not? I'm hoarding wands anyway, so... Do you want all the wands, then? Unless someone really wants one of the wands, I can just hold on to them and have them in my quiver. Do you have an efficient quiver? Yes. Yeah, stick them in your quiver, then. Okay. Yep. Who's gonna carry the charm of opening? That feels like a barmy thing. Well, I guess you want me to. Is it a magic device? It'll magically open something in case you can't finagle it. Does that require being able to use magical devices? Nope. It just requires you to be able to ring a chime. Can you do that, Barmy? Can Barmy ring a chime? 
Or am I going to be out here looking like Ed Grimley with a triangle? <laughs> Alright, anything else uh, we want out of here? Atepa, I'm assuming, grabbed the dragon slaying arrows. Mm, yeah. Cloak of Resistance, Marana. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that where that went? Yep. Yeah. And the Marana hadn't upgraded to it. The full plate, I don't think anyone can use. Same for the half plate. I'll take the, the holy water. Totally run the full plate and fail every, every other spell. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I could wear it, but that that would end really, really badly. I'm in favor. Silence you. <laughs> what if someone cast instant armor on Marcus for like a set of full plate? <laughs> it would get counterspelled. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that would be a fairly novel way of shutting down spellcasters. Also, if you want to, like, mm. cut my AC in half, do it to me. <laughs> Why are y'all giving him ideas? I mean, giving him a <laughs> chance. Because I like chaos. Being indivincible is boring. <laughs> well, NPCs probably have that spell anyway. They do now. <laughs> so, holy water, anyone else take that? If you plan on using it, take it says the paranoid guy about undead and is equipped up the ass to handle them. Yes. Alright. After divvying up the loot, your attention turns to the pillars surrounding the central pillar. Each are marked with hundreds of Thessalonian runes. It describes an arcane formula, the basic tenets of which are one of the Thessalonian schools of magic. Each pillar dedicated to one of those schools. The seven pillars form the points of a huge sahedron. Imagine that. And Barmy notices a small keyhole hidden just at his eye level on each of the pillars facing the central monolith. Or spread around and check around. It does look like the keyholes are about this this spot and all the... Are all the keys the same or are they specific? Give me a disabled device check. You use your tools to quickly probe the keyhole and... Because of your knowledge of magical traps as well, you determine that you need to match the right key from the school of the mouth it came from with the right pillar of the school of magic that it's associated with, and then turn that key to full rotations. Yep, track where they came from, right? Right? Morana would have. Yes. I'm not the magic okay. person. <laughs> yeah, we need to match them. Can someone help me figure out which pillar this one is that I'm at? Well, I've got it figured out at least. Do the pillars have any symbology on them indicating what school they're associated with or anything like that? Just the arcane runes etched onto them 
describing the tenets of its associated school. Okay. Based on what we did before, we identified the rune lords and which rune lord was associated with which sin and thus each, each school. Do these look to be in the same position as before, or is it a different order? Different order. And you said you did keep track of which keys came from where? Yes. <laughs> when they all look exactly alike, golden keys? Interesting. How'd you keep track of them? They all looked alike. I would assume we would have marked them in some way. Tied something to them. Did you check the keys to see if they have their own magical aura? By chance? So I know it's something you magic people can do. I can't. But it makes sense to me. That would be the only way it could activate a magical trap is if it had a magical signature. They felt like the same type to me. Are the keys themselves magical? No. No, they're not. What do I get from this pillar over here? Damn it, we weren't even collecting them in sequence because we split up to do them efficiently. Yeah, because of the dragon. <laughs> okay. Uh. So, let's see. Can I see two of the keys? Bami, did you have any indication as to what would happen if you put the wrong key in there? Barmy quickly figures, if you don't put the right key in the right slot, nothing will happen. Nothing And nothing it bad. doesn't seem to be any sort of sequence to activation. You just need the right keys in the right place. Determining that, Barmy starts collecting the keys and going around and... <laughs> Doing the whole keyring of... Using them until work? they nope. activate. Yep. Nope. Nope. Uh -huh. Okay, click. Next one. <laughs> After... Mm, many minutes of doing this. He gets all of them activated. And I also would be checking each one to make sure it's not going to booby trap anyways. Because Just because one didn't have a booby trap doesn't mean the others won't. <laughs> I ain't making no assumptions with room lord bullshittery. The pillar, after you activate it, begins to glow. Okay. And continues to glow while you activate the rest of these. It does not take you over an hour to do this. <laughs> As you get all seven pillars activated at the same time, again, the order of activation does not matter, the central pillar begins glowing and then ripples with a vortex of light that combines all seven of the surrounding colors from the other pillars. At the pillar's base, the vortex whirls in on itself like a vertically aligned whirlpool opening into a seven-foot-wide circular portal through which can be faintly seen a long tunnel. Identifying this magical effect would be what? Spellcraft. Probably auto-succeed, but I'll roll it anyway. Ooh. You did not roll well on this. I rolled worse. Yeah, I rolled badly and still got a 36. It is close, but you do identify... Marcus. Uh, Finn also identifies this spell effect. Marana, this one's outside of your expertise, your purview. You're not quite sure what you're looking at. It's odd. Same thing with Walks with Birds. This is some powerful magics. Both Finn Warren and Marcus identify that this ritual that you've just completed essentially has created a gate. Okay. The spell gate. Yeah. Can 
I recognize what plane it's connected to. It is connected to... Give me a knowledge plane check. Better. Not any specific plane. It seems to be its own pocket dimension, its own demi-plane. That's so. Any indication as to any particular rules that have been set or applied to this demi-plane? You have resulted in over 40. So, yeah, I, I will give you a brief hint. The... The rune forge that you're looking into has been ripped from the material plane into its own self-contained demi-plane. The rune forge follows many of the rules of the material plane as if it were still part of the material plane. Gravity works the same. Time passes at the same rate. There are no dominant planar traits. Although this demiplane is not part of the material plane, it retains the shadowy sort of echo of that world's magnetism. And thus, you think compasses might still detect north and point towards a phantom north pole that doesn't actually exist in that realm. Hmm. Pocket realm. Interesting. Not unprecedented. So is that where we're going, or we're running around out here? Yes. Be warned. Once we step through that, that is a gateway to another plane of existence. It looks to be similar to the material plane. It doesn't look to be like some of the outer realms. It looks like they literally just yanked the rune forge out of the material plane and shoved it into its own dimension. Which is somewhat impressive. Wait, they could do this, but they still fell to the calamity so long ago? They knew it was coming. They were preparing for it. Sound like idiots to me. Let's go. Wait. Wait. There's still the illusionary wall upstairs. And it looks like there's about seven, eight caves down here we haven't gone down to. But. Yes. I'm curious as to what's there. Probably nothing. But I would like to know. Because my gut says that once we pass through that, it will probably close behind us. Or at least not remain open indefinitely. At which point, we will then you need to use planar travel magics to get back, if they even work. I didn't see any obvious indications that, you know, this demiplane is particularly restrictive, but they could easily put wards in there, for example. So, before we step through to a place we might wind up staying for at least a little while... Does anyone else care about that illusory wall? Because I want to know why someone wanted to put an illusion there. Yeah, I can't really let it go. A quick inspection of the illusionary wall just shows that it was disguising the beginning of the ramp that was an easy descent down here. Ah. Oh. Because from that point on to the drop-off ledge, it was a slope downward. So if you weren't being cognizant and looking up to 
after that entryway, essentially, look up and see that walkway above you, you wouldn't notice it. Fair enough. Until you got to the ledge and started descending and saw the spiral then, as walks had done. Okay. So it was the easy way down. Yes. It was the easy way down. And now the easy way back up. <laughs> uh, at least from this chamber, yeah. Well, I guess if we're ready. Yeah. Yep. Why not? Let's go. Walk steps into the portal. Same. Yep. As you step through the portal, you get that chill that runs up your spine when something's not quite right. Of course. Everything seems normal, but something's off. You definitely know you're not in your known reality. I need a straight line of people. Uh, Marching order, please, with walks in the front at the top of the map. Mm -hmm. So who went through I think so, yes. Walks went through first. Marana. And then me. Pepper bringing up the rear, maybe? Yep. Do you need us in single file, given walks his size? I'm checking the map here real quick. It says it's a seven-foot-wide portal, right? So... Yeah, it's just shy of being the ten-foot-wide, so, yeah. You'll need to be behind walks. He will definitely fill the corridor... It's not squeezing him, per se, but it is a tighter fit than he'd like, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely feel claustrophobic for him. Okay. Do you need this in single file, or are we okay two by two? Single file, please. I could squeeze in between Finn and Marana, right? Because <laughs> I'm small? Yeah, we'll put you right there. So, Walks, Barmy, Fen, Marana, Marcus, Tepper. Okay. I was going to put myself between Fen and Marana so I can have them within arm's reach of whatever happens. Okay. So, Walks, Fen, Barmy. Darp. And if needs be, I'll just run between people's legs. Wait, you're switching Fen and Barmy? Yeah, I was saying I wanted to be between Finn and Marana. Okay. Making sure I got everyone in the line here. If we have to be in single file, I'm going to try to be between two casters if I can. Alright, I got you on the new map. And I shift ping you to where you should be at. Everyone see stuff? I see stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, you appear to have vision and stuff as well, so... Oh, there's an old version of me up there. (laughs) (laughs) Why did what? Okay, from when you showed us this map out of character for discussions about. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Months ago, gotcha. (laughs) And we were using Finn as a torch. Is this part of the mod? (laughs) Out of character discussion. This. Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this place is already messing with me. Ah! Yes, ignore right. the man behind the curtain. He isn't there. I know you said the rules were different here, but holy Christ. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
as you proceed down this corridor, you come to a domed chamber. It's nearly 200 feet across. A large pool of bubbling prismatic liquid occupies the center of a raised dais in the middle of the chamber. The spiky flanges of the seven-pointed sahedron are engraved into the marble floor. Each tip of the enormous rune points at a 25-foot-tall statue facing the pool with its back approximately 10 feet from a partially concealed arched opening in the wall directly behind it. Each statue depicts a different figure, but all are imperious and finely detailed. So it's like pristine in here. Yeah. Hmm. It looks pretty good considering its age. Mm-hmm. Looking around with Detect Magic, how much of this looks magical right now? Oh, everything. You're damn near blinded. Especially if you're looking at that prismatic liquid. Yeah, Morano was going to take a look at that. Definitely want to have some idea of what type of aura is coming off it, but yeah, I'll stop concentrating as soon as I have that. The bubbling prismatic waters of the Runeforge pool are alternatively painfully hot and freezing cold to the touch. Yet, not enough to actually cause any physical damage. Any way to identify it? Are you touching it? No, it's water. Or special water. <laughs> Let me know if you, anyone's touching it. That question you know, normally causes no one to touch it. And it doesn't smell anything special? It is rainbow water. It smells of everything. It looks of everything. It might taste of everything. <laughs> Hearing Marcus talk about its aura makes me cast Detect Magic myself. On out of character note, looking at this thing, identifying, seeing its aura, seeing its construction, similarities and differences between this and Rune Wells? It doesn't look like a Rune Well. Like, it, when it kind of has that orangish hue, that, that bubbling lava-esque, Maybe a little, but it, it shifts out of that so quickly. I'm assuming the aura is also, like, artifact level. If you're describing it as blinding. Yeah. Sorry, Walks was trying to investigate as well. Other than it being potent and magical, you're not really sure what's going on here in this pool. Unless maybe you touch it, then you might learn some more but it would require physical interaction to know anything further. I mean, looking at it and studying it with what we know of Thessalonian stuff before, we don't even get a skill check? No. Walks will extend a finger. <laughs> He's okay. gonna do it. Are you tentative or are you confident? Not past the first knuckle, but yes, I will do it confidently. All right. As you dip your finger in here, that's when you really notice like, not just the radiating heat and cold, but like it is like dipping your finger in Arctic waters and then lava as it switches between the things. But it, again, it doesn't actually damage you per se. It just it feels like it. Has. 
Additionally, those that touched the water received a tangled collage of memories and visions of events yet to come. All five of your senses are assaulted by the magical potential of this pool, and each round you remain in contact with this water, I need you to succeed a will save. We're being nauseated for the next six rounds. Well, one D six rounds. Potentially six rounds. So you need a will save? I do. All right. You succeed and do not immediately start throwing up on yourself from interacting with these waters. It feels weird. And I'll (laughs) withdraw my finger. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, We've dealt with water before. Too many times. With how? As you all are going about doing this, Waxworth Birds has dipped his finger into this pool and has been questioned on what it was like. As he's about to give his answer, many of you feel a pull towards the north of this place. The Alasnus statue, specifically. That hallway is something about it. It's pulling your focus a little. You have a hard time focusing on what Walks is answering. And uh, what is that answer, by the way? Felt like everything all at once. There was my birth. Now, what's down that hallway? Maybe a city full of demons. All just flashed in my head all at the same time. Hot, cold, joy pain best I can describe it sounds like the party and the hangover got mixed up was there no negative side effects none that affected me anyway well you only dipped your finger so let's not figure it out you want to jump in hell no I don't want to feel all that at once no no Maybe there are other options. And Marcus will reach out. Not hesitating. Slightly cautious, obviously very controlled about what he's doing. And will also dip a finger into it. You have the same experience. A tangled collage of memories and visions. Your life flashing before your eyes and events of things that have yet to even happen. Yeah, you save on your will save. Does the effect change at all if I keep my finger in there? No, but I do need another will save. Still good? Trying to focus on the images of stuff that's still to come. Is there any clear patterns there or anything I recognize? Something that looks like the descriptions you've heard of of the Great Arch. That is the entry to Riddleport. Mm-hmm. Only it looks to be a mirror of some form? Or maybe a gate? talking to a spider you're a fish at one point you think maybe 
Okay. Trapes in through a blizzard on a mountainside. That sort of stuff. It's all jumbled together, all happening at once. The mm-hmm. span of like a moment. Do I have any clearer idea of what this is, what it's doing, how it works, anything like that? No. Marcus will pull his finger out. Strange, isn't it? Yes. Very. Even defies explanation. Almost overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. So much. Including things that haven't happened. Maybe things that will happen or might happen. I mean, if prophecy was still reliable... But... Could it? No, it couldn't. Maybe? What are you thinking on, Marcus? I have some really... unusual ideas right now. Give me a planes check. Marcus. Just Marcus? You can make one too if you wish. Yeah, I don't have arcane, but I do have planes. Okay. Barmy jostles then, and they get on to me about my drinking. As you both are contemplating the effects that just happened to you, you both simultaneously come to the same conclusion, the same realization. Some of the memories of your past that you just experienced didn't actually happen. There wasn't huge inconsistencies, but not only were some of the things in the future that you saw potential, some of the things that you saw in the past were potential alternate realities of a past as well. It's as if the rippling of this pool rippled time through you. Damn it, they actually did it. Did what? In some form, they distilled time itself. I can't think of a better way of summarizing what this thing is. Can you? Slowly Walker's face kind of turns into... Kind of like an upturned look of disgust. And he just has to walk away. Fucking rune lords. This is... Maybe time itself isn't right. Maybe this is merely potential in some form. But the fact that that is here in the entranceway? Oh... Wow. Okay, well, unless we really need to make use of this, which I really, really hope we don't, we probably shouldn't poke and prod it anymore. Give me a knowledge engineering check. Or an appropriate craft skill. Craft weapons specifically, but I'll allow pretty much any craft skill check. Engineering is not good. Craft alchemy is the only other option, really. Don't you have feats for crafting wondrous items and whatnot? Well, I used to, but that's tied to spellcraft. I'll allow spellcraft in that instance, then. You've had experience crafting things. Yeah, the retraining basically got rid of my ability to have those feats when I needed them. So, gotcha. Okay. 
Let me know when you've rolled it. Yeah, 49 spellcraft. Hmm. Yeah. Marcus, as you say out loud that phrase, I hope we don't have to use this, it suddenly crosses your mind. You're probably going to have to. This place has been referred to as a forge. Pools of water in a forge are typically used for quenching. A central pool that's everyone would need to use and whatnot, whatever they're working on individually. This seems to be a quench basin and practical item creation type concepts. Yeah, there's this a momentary look of recognition on Marcus's face, but he doesn't say any of that out loud. So, we have a number of corridors. Which way are we going? Finn and Barmy are already ready to go down a hole. They're just waiting for the rest of you to come with them. Pretty much. It looks like the intuition has got us going this way. I don't see why not. All right. At this moment, this is the first time your sins are coming back to you. There are mechanics here in the Runeforge that you need to be aware of. Relating to your sins and how they work here and in each wing. In the Runeforge, you will feel more welcome and inspired an associated wing based on your sins. Unfortunately, that also means that in the other two wings that oppose that sin, you will feel unwanted and oppressed. In an allied wing, a wing in which you are a sinner of, you match, you will gain a plus one bonus on all skill checks, attack rolls, and saving throws. Nice. In opposition wings, you will take a negative two penalty on all skill checks, attack rolls, and saving throws. On all attack checks and saves, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Marana, you are a sinner of wrath. Yeah, it makes sense. Marcus. You are a sinner of pride. Finn Warren, you are not a sinner. While you have committed sins, you have not committed enough sins in any particular category to be considered a sinner. You will gain no bonuses or penalties. Rookie. Look at this righteous bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Righteous. In, uh, <laughs> he is close in two categories, but did not actually make it to center level before entering this place. Let me get two shoes. <laughs> to be a sinner, you needed to have five points total in a sin. If you did a virtuous deed that removed a sin point from the total, people's totals have fluctuated over the course of the entire game from the first session up until now. I have been counting your sins. I'm a goody two-shoes. Finn was almost a sinner in both gluttony and sloth, having four points in both categories. Makes sense, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
walks with birds. Hit me. You are a sinner in envy, gluttony, greed, lust, pride, sloth, and wrath. This is because you made a deal with the demon who, in his answering of your (laughs) request, tainted your soul. Do these stack? So because you have a sin in all of them, you will have a negative one penalty in all places instead of a negative two because you are both attuned to and also opposed to everything. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I mean, that makes it easy. (laughs) I was curious if you like you were opposed like on both sins, then it would be a neg four. Same team, bro. (laughs) You always want the more difficult answer, don't you? (laughs) What is the consequence of my action is my actual question. You'll find out later. Okay. Right now, this is all you have to deal with. Ulrich. Or Atepa, rather. Because I never changed your name on my tracker. You have no particular sin, same as Finn Warren. Am I close on anyone? No. Wow, you're more good at two shoes than I am. Well, oh, she's a newborn babe. <laughs> oh, if it only works in reality as well. You have a couple points in wrath, but it is literally two points, and everything else is at like one. So <laughs> you're fine. Barmy, you are a sinner of wrath. That's all I managed to rack up. <laughs> You've got some gluttony going on as well, but not enough to be a center of it. Yeah, Wrath is pretty up there, I can imagine. I'm surprised gluttony wasn't. Or should I say pleasantly surprised? Now, for the recording, I guess, and for those that might be interested as like a little Easter egg or whatever, I was also tracking for those that were in the game from the beginning and had to leave for various reasons and whatnot, so... Taudry, Ishmael, and Loyal, I have ratings for all of them. Deadeye was not with the game long enough to ever score any send points in anything. Loyal, Ishmael, and Taudry all collectively never exceeded three points on anything. Uh, They did have up to three points each in a sin, but then they had to leave. They very possibly could have become sinners along with the rest of you. They would have, totally. Yep. Ishmael, definitely. Oh, yeah, he absolutely would have. Quite possibly. (laughs) Loyal, maybe not. It depends. Loyal would more likely have just sunk completely into despair. Maybe Sloth. Maybe, I don't know. Finn didn't manage to make it to a center level, so Loyal, having a similar disposition, maybe not have made it either. But anyway. Wait. Did my rallying of the group to go kill those demons not redeem me in any way? Yeah, it gave you a point of zeal, which removed a point of your sloth, but it's still not enough to drop you <laughs> out of center territory and sloth. Okay. Like, you capped Look, out. You fucked like, up. You got, you got a ways to go. But... Mechanically, what I did when the demon answered your wish mm-hmm. was I gave you an automatic five points to every sin. 
from him. Yeah. So you had a few that might have already been there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think your highest score is eight, but let me double check real quick. Eight? Holy shit. What's that in? Nope. Seven. Which is wrath. Okay, that's fair. And pride. What are you talking about? Envy is the only one that's at five, which means you got the demon's thing from that and never had any good or bad in Envy on your own shifting. Okay. Uh, same with lust. You're the only one with any points at all in lust because it's not really come up in our game. Listen, man. The brothel is a public service. <laughs> well, just visiting a brothel isn't enough to give you a sin point. Loyal doesn't have a send point. He's been to the brothel a few times. It's very progressive of you. Is comedy a sin? Because if so, Loyal would have racked up points in that for visiting the brothel. (laughs) Anyway, that is letting you know, out of character, mechanically, what to expect from the wings of the Runeforge. So, for me, everything is a neg one fuck you penalty. Atepa and Finn, nothing. And then me and Marana, Wrath, and Marcus, Pride. Is it based on the opposition schools, or is it... Yes. Yeah. So, for those who have Wrath, Abjuration, which is Envy, and Conjuration, which is Sloth, will be opposed to you. For those with pride, conjuration, sloth again, and transmutation, which is greed. Uh, did we have another sin that was active? No, I think it was just wrath and pride. I think me and Marana were both just wrath, and then you had pride. Yeah. Just Yeah, just wrath, pride, and Wax's buffet. <laughs> Walks with everything bagels. I hate everything bagels. Walks is a Swedish smorgasbord. <laughs> mm, delicious. Tastes like butter. The irony of being negatively opposed to greed when I was when I was wizard, literally using greed as my school of magic is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of us aren't gonna like sloth. Uh, envy is going to come up for some, and some of us are just, just like greed, which is going to be interesting. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Let us go. All right. Since most of the group is more attracted to wrath, that is why you're being pulled in that direction. Mm-hmm. You're drawn that way? Yeah. Marcus is pointing at the corridor. Not over there? That's... Huh. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I just... I guess the gut instinct, man. It just pulls me. The, this one. No? Look, I walked around in spectral. There's no traps or any coin. There's no difference. Why not this one? Okay. Huh. Just slightly weird. I don't like any of them. <laughs> Well, I mean, until we know what we're facing. Oh, something about it. 
like the right place to start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you'll pick the next random direction. There's six more holes after this one. All right, let's go then. But I do have a bad feeling about this. Marana just shrugs. Okay. There we go. Everyone have sight? Yeah. Uh, feel free to go ahead and adjust your marching order. I believe I was first or near it. Yeah. A wide corridor of polished marble opens into a brightly lit and extremely tall chamber. The upper portion of the far wall is entirely covered in a mural of an armored woman with crimson hair holding a burning ransor and riding on the back of a massive red dragon. A square outcropping of smooth marble juts out from the far wall, rising from the floor to a height of 30 feet. An opening in the wall directly behind the flat top of the stone column leads deeper into this section of the vaults. A 12-foot-tall iron statue stands on this platform, an enormous iron bow gripped in its metal fists, and a strange rune that looks almost like a pair of fangs decorates its chest. This is where? Down where you can't see yet. Okay. Because of lighting. So it is actually dark in here? No. Maybe. Let me double check. <laughs> I should know this. You'd think that, like, each area would have, like, the initial statements is this lighting, this spacing, X height, and stuff. Like, give you the, the layout, and then the descriptions. It might just have, like, at the start of the book or whatever the, the, the lighting and general conditions in the room forge is XYZ yeah that's typically how they do it is they say unless stated otherwise these are the conditions and I think I might have skipped that spot the walls floors and ceiling of the rune forge are made of stone that has been magically treated the Runeforge sustains those within its walls, constantly keeping them nourished and reviving the body and mind. No creature needs to eat, drink, or sleep in the Runeforge, but can be done for pleasure. Air is constantly refreshed in the Runeforge. Any spell or effect that creates tainted air, such as stinking cloud or gas stench or whatnot, still functions normally, but the air supply in the complex never runs out, despite the fact that the dungeon is technically entirely enclosed, and there is no fresh air to get from anywhere. And... you're stuck here. Does the room see otherwise perfectly empty? Yes. Alright. Army, do you see any cause for concern? I could have a look for sure. All right, Barmy, as you cross into the second half of the room, the iron statue moves. Yep, cause for concern. Okay. How high are these places? Is it a giant room or is it like... 30 feet. Okay. Does that apply to the corridors as well? 
No, the the platform that this iron thing is standing on right now is 30 feet up from where you guys are. Oh. The height of the ceiling is hundreds of feet. Oh. How high are the corridors? Corridors are 15-ish. Okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't be soaring especially high. I mean, just to merge into the room. Okay. Probably not yet, no. But the chamber you're in is massive. A couple hundred feet tall. Yep. And we need to change that whisper roll. Got it. Alright. Combat. Starting. Oh yeah. It begins by shooting at Barmy. And you said while we're in here we have plus one to everything tuned right your skill attack and what was the other thing saves <laughs> saves yep okay. lucky bastards I resent all of you <laughs> that's exactly what your buff is resentment for the consequences of my own actions I resent you so this will be against your touch AC army okay <gasps> oh oh Hey, there's a crit with a possible confirmation. No. Yeah, maybe a confirmation. No. <laughs> On your touch? You have 37 yes. touch. Yeah. Because dex based and charisma. What in the... And dodge bonuses and... I'm not even in defense mode right now. This is natural. With just the bark skin and mage armor. And my belt and... This is Barmy just strolling around. This is hanging out. Welcome to the party. <laughs> you still hit me, though. Well, yeah, because I rolled a crit, not because I actually <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Every time I think I know the depths of my hatred for Barmy's AC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trying. Do you need a rest uh, point? Uh, yeah, apparently. Oh, I got plenty, but you have to take it from me. Uh, all right, so take 10 points of damage because I rolled men. Ow. So, are these, oh, these are arrows. Okay. And these are also dealing fire damage. Okay. All of that damage is fire damage. Are they physical arrows? No, which is why it's dealing touch and not Yeah, AC. okay. So, deflect arrows wouldn't apply, for example. Yeah, they are arrow-shaped bolts of energy that just flew out of this iron statue as it yeah. aimed its bow and fired. Finn, you are first up to react to this thing. Yep, well, I am uh, casting mirror images. Oh, nice. Okay. And then I'll uh, head up 10 feet in the air. Marcus. Damn it, we spread out so much. Okay. First things first, what the hell is that thing? Knowledge Arcana. What about a visual? Wow, okay. Apparently I don't want to know what it is today. That's probably still good enough. You get one question and identify a variant iron golem known as an iron archer. 
Okay, so I'm assuming from that it is a construct, and thus has construct immunities. Correct. It is a construct. Not all constructs have outright magic immunity, so immunities. Construct traits and magic. Mm-hmm. Ben, Marana, this one's going to be tough. Leave it to the others. And that makes my choice easier. Marcus pulls out a rod from his belt and then casts haste on everyone except Fen. Because you're 10 foot up in the air, which makes it 65 feet. Haste? Womp womp. Yes. Delicious. Nom, 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 nom. Marana. Hmm. Your turn. Well, you said magic is pretty much not going to be a factor here, so trying to see if there's anything I'll even be able to do. I don't want to burn that. This. Marana looks at Marcus and shrugs. Looks at Barmy, walks to the temple, and. Alright! I guess I'll try rolling a knowledge on it to see if there's anything I can pick out of my brain. No, probably not. You identify an iron golem and get one question. Oh shit, my math was wrong. Marcus should get another question. Or wait, should he? DC is 24. Hmm? One for getting it and then five. Yeah. Yeah. So I should have another two questions. Yes. Math! <laughs> okay. Hit dice. Hit dice. 22. Yep. Let's go with resistances as well. It is a DR 15 requiring adamantine to bypass. There we go. Okay. So I guess with a 30, you said it was a 24. Does that mean I have two? Yes. Uh, worst save. Fortin will tied. Screw it. Give me the ecology. Really? You gonna do that? Do it. Oh, fine. Special attacks. I, I I'll get your ecology. Oh. Is it like two sentences? As many players will doubtlessly suspect, the iron statue is a golem. What you don't initially expect is that it's an iron golem variant known as an iron archer. It is capable of not only making devastating ranged attacks, but also of air walking as well. When the iron archer detects intruders, it sounds thunderous alarms that trigger other alarms throughout these halls as it echoes. Metallic clanking that vibrates the stones. These alarms alert all of the denizens of this wing. To intruders. That's inconvenient. Is identifying a standard? Can't remember. No, it's just free. What you know, basically. Yeah. There are feats and things that do funky things with identification as swifts, but that's about it. Thirty. You're hasted. You could move sixty. I want to get that close. Aww. Don't worry, I'll get closer on my turn. Gonna end my turn there and wait. Okay. Army. Alright. So he says this thing's about 30 feet up. 
Yep. All right, so now that I'm Standing on top of what seems to be a, a pillar without any top on top of it. Okay. So it's about a 30-foot pillar, I'm guessing here. So I'm going to attempt to do a running jump to get up there since I'm hasted. I'm imagining I might be able to pull off 30 feet with a 20-foot running start in haste. Well, that's what I would try to do, at least, with a running, jumping charge. That is what I'm going to try to do. I think I roll an acrobatics on that one. That's what you're attempting to do. Motherfuck. It's like the lowest I could roll. You get two, maybe three paces up that pillar and then gravity takes over. Alright, then I guess I'll use since I can't complete the charge, I guess I'll use the rest of my thing to move. And just try and climb, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Give me a climb check. I put skill points in it this time. Okay. Uh, you may get about 15 feet up this pillar, so about halfway. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Walks with birds. This is iron. I have adamantine. Fly up. Thank you, haste. I think I can only get about there, technically. Thwack. Okay. That hits. That's it. Using your adamantine warhammer that you just picked up? Yep. Okay. A tepa. Yes. I really don't know what I can do, so I just take a step back and see what develops. But I will have my bow and arrow ready. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot. Shoot Yeah, us three are like some of the ones, the only ones who can hurt it. It's iron. Can I really hurt it? Yes. You have clustered shot. <laughs> yes. You can hurt anything, trust me. <laughs> Unless it's already dead. It will ignore the first 15 points of your damage totaled. Not per shot as normal. As clustered shots. So yes, you absolutely can hurt it. What type of creature is this? Not one of your favorite. It's a construct. Dang it. See here. Rapid, hasted, and attack number two. Hit. Okay, does it care about cold damage? Yeah, I'm not seeing anything in the base traits, and it's not on this creature's specific. So, not, res- set. not resistant to cold. Excellent. Extra damage. Yeah doesn't gain any benefits from it either. That's what I was specifically looking for. Sometimes certain golems constructs when hit with certain elemental types work differently off of them. Yes. So yes, Atepa, you can hurt the shit out of an iron golem. (laughs) I'm surprised. Plus 70 points of damage after the removal of the first 15. After the negative 15. Yeah. It does? 
If the dragon hadn't one shot you, you probably could have two shot it, okay? <laughs> the big tank got to the glass cannon before it could fire. Alright. And it will attempt two slams on walks with birds. Attempt it. <laughs> its attack roll is a 52 and 51. Yeah. Yeah, that hits. Wow. That rolled 18 and better, right? Yeah. No, 17 and better on both. Yeah. It, good rolls. Well, my AC is a 38 and your mod is a 34. I might be able to punch Barmy with this thing. I might have to go yeah. into defense mode. Which, <laughs> when it does melee, it's using strength. Yeah. When it's not doing melee, it's using dex, but targeting touch. So this thing hits pretty much anyone regardless. Didn't roll super high on the damage, but didn't roll badly either. It was about average. Mm-hmm. I'm not close enough yet. Total of 57 points of damage to walks with birds. Yep, done. That is the golem's turn. Or construct. Yeah, iron archer. Whatever. Finn, back to you. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna get a spell ready to cast if it comes uh, a certain amount closer, basically. I don't have much to go with. Okay. That's going to be me. Marcus. I'm going to need to move closer. So... Let's just... Fly over here and gain a little bit more altitude. Oh, I took damage and I'm flying. What is that check? A 15? DC 10 fly check to avoid losing 10 feet of altitude. Yes. So I'll just take 10. Okay. Actually, thinking about it, Marcus will actually land on the floor instead. Of gaining altitude. And let me just check that that's okay position-wise. Yeah. Bless on everyone. Oh, thanks. Marana. I needed to make will save. I'm burning a first level spell slot to make it higher. Is this a necromancy effect? No. Okay. Needed to ask because that's a lot of what you do, but not all. Yep. Is this an effect objects? Oh no, so it does say creature. Might still work depending on what it is. Retribution. Yeah, it's a hex. Nope. It made it by one. Okay, 24 saves. Gotcha. That looks annoyed. Then turn. Army. Alright, let's try and get the rest up of the way up. And I'm going to be trying to climb as snake climb. Okay. What does snake climb do? I can basically faint included in any of my movement. Ah, okay. Give me a climb check. Budrockers. <laughs> it's only 15 feet, though. I'm hasted. I think I might be able to make it. Uh, 15 is the check you need to climb. Oh, thank goodness. So, yeah, you met. 
make it up. Oh my god. Provoke an attack of opportunity. That was the main thing I wanted to know is if it negated any attacks of opportunity with this feat or not. Well, climbing. But you'll get your normal stuff when you're being attacked from being attacked on AOOs. Rolled the nat one, doesn't matter. Well, good, because you, you, you missed. <laughs> so, you missed me. I get to hit you. When you actually want to hit Barmy, you missed. Okay, I missed on my free attack opportunity. <laughs> hey, you rolled the nat one too. <laughs> I'm more happy about you rolling one than me. That's for sure. And now that I'm up here, I am going to attack you with one attack, though, because I already moved. Well, you've automatically fainted, so do you want to roll the faint? No. Ah, yeah, good point. Don't want to that. Just, it might help if it actually counts as, you know, not having dex bonus. Well, my attack opportunity is always against flat-footed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but... but- this isn't... Okay. Uh, it helps with y'all, this too. So, me, me fainting does help yeah. y'all. Seed. Okay, so now it's flat-footed flat until foot. my next turn. Mm. Good, good. And now I get to throw one attack at you. In defense mode. Blah. That will hit. So I actually used this to roll the freaking damage because I did it wrong. <sighs> there. I forgot I had a button for a single attack now. <laughs> yes, you do. You have fancy buttons. Yes, so... All right, so... The extra counts. Yeah? Yeah, because yeah. you're flat-footed. Unless it's immune to precision damage or something. It's not. That's elementals. Yeah. Elementals are immune to that stuff, not constructs. So we've got a 32 total points of damage. 32. Unless it really doesn't like acid, then it might be 33. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, no. No, that's it. That's my turn. But now I'm in defense mode. <laughs> All right. Walks with birds. So since you gave us that it has magic immunity... Can I go ahead and share what that actually does? If you want, yeah. So, an Iron Golem is immune to spells or spell-like abilities that allow spell resistance. Certain spells and effects function differently against it, as noted below. A magical attack that deals electricity damage slows an Iron Golem as the slow spell for three rounds, no saving throw. A magical attack that deals fire damage breaks any slow effect and heals at one point for each three points of damage the attack would otherwise deal. And an iron golem is normally affected by rust attacks, such as those of a rust monster or rusting grasp spell. So that should give some help to our caster friends. But for reference, it's effectively treated as infinite SR. Yes. So you need attacks that bypass SR. Correct. For those effects to come into play. Or weapon effects. Those are coming handy here. Mm. Yeah. For future. Those or electricity. Yes. So, full attack. That's wrong. All right. We got a hit. Uh, miss. A hit with. Uh, does the flat footed apply to everyone, Barmy, or just you? Until my next turn. 
All right, uh, then the crit confirms because of Barmy's aid. Sweet. And then a miss. So 21 plus 9 plus 18. 98 total from two hits. The iron golem breaks apart and crumbles. It hit like a Mack truck. It also it shot fire at me. It burned. Is it just me, or was that a tad bit too easy? Maybe I still have the white dragon combat in memory, so... <laughs> in comparison, It yes, did not kill yes. one of us, yes. <laughs> yes, the golem is definitely much easier than the dragon. Are we just going to compare everything to, to how much of a dragon it was now? <laughs> This was 3.2 dragons. <laughs> it was more than a dragon. By three times. 3.2 times. It was pie dragon. So much dragon. <laughs> In fact, you see Walks uh, break out his your serious wand. Now, this area behind the golem, mm-hmm. is it all elevated past the golem? Yes. Okay. Yeah, once you're on that golem's level, the rest of this is just a flat area. As you begin moving through the remains of the iron golem, Barmy, you notice that its eyes were gems, and they're now free in this debris. I will pluck the gems as I try and shove the golem out of the way to allow others up onto the column for our path. The left eye is a very large diamond worth 5,000 gold. Damn. Well, the right eye looks different, and you, you can't quite place it. I got some shinies. And there's a hallway down here. I think that's where we're going. What? So the shinies? Well, come up here and look. I'm not coming down there. <laughs> Fine. Mark yourself, fly up. Show me. Tepa, need a hand, Fen? I, ha- I hand him over. <laughs> uh, I need a hand, yes. Rana spends a minute of her flight hex. Here. Yeah, so looking at this other gem, detecting magic on it, etc. Mm-hmm. You will identify a gem of brightness with 13 charges. Ooh, okay. Said that right eye was a diamond. Yes. 5,000 GP diamond. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's not like they chose that number for any particular reason. Mm. Nope. Cough, cough. I don't know what you're talking about. As you move past the hallway into the next room, you see engraved two circles in the ground surrounding large runes in their center. The one to the east is red, while the one to the west is blue. And that's where we'll stop for this week. That's all the time we have for now. To learn more about the show, the cast, etc., head over to wayward-expeditions.com. <laughs>